Thank you for downloading this episode of the Ask Rita Show. You can find more at willowforyou.com forward slash ask. That's willow, W-I-L-L-O-W, the number four, the letter U, dot com forward slash ask. But don't do that until you've listened to this. Welcome to the Ask Rita Show. I'll be talking today with Rita Harrison, the foremost authority and the developer of the Willow system. And today we're going to answer an anonymous question from our listeners that are all over the world. My name is Amberly Colson, and let's get started. The question today is, I am a people pleaser. How can I stop? I like that our listener wants to stop it. Yes. <laughs> that's not necessarily the case because a lot of people think that when they behave politically correct, whatever that yes. means, yes. Uh, that this is actually a good thing. And when somebody isn't behaving like this, that might be then an idiot or so. And I, I like that uh, our listener brings in how can I stop because being a people pleaser can be very exhausting. Yes. And can be connected to also unresolved issues, of course. I see it in the private sessions quite a lot that when somebody has the problem, it's more among the women than among the men. And I also discovered that it's, I think it's a little bit more popular here in America, the American woman. Because when I think back in Europe, and I've spent all my life in in Germany, except for the last few years, what I always thought when I was traveling a lot was when I came back to Germany, what was very obvious is how un- impolite we can be, you know. <laughs> you, or, you, as, you Germans can be impolite? Yeah, we can be impolite. <laughs> and Or, you know, when you're actually coming from another place and you right. haven't been there for a while, it actually uh, shows up even more because when you're in this environment all the time, it's the normal conversation to, you know, to have a tone like this. So like barking, you know, <laughs> and then when everybody talks like that. But what I realize is that we're not so, um, maybe not so eager to, to want to please yeah, right. even the women, we have it more than the men, but yes. actually when we are in a bad mood, you know, most people, yeah. you know, it's always dangerous. So you don't try to hide it or be... Not so much, no. It's a little bit difficult now because we're in a podcast and I'm doing generalizations. Yeah. So I trust the common sense of our listeners that we have to do it to make something clear, but of course... Each single person also has a different degree of that inside mm-hmm. themselves or not. Yeah, so I think we are not so, we're more straightforward, I would say. I don't mean it, it's better or worse. It's just when you come from, the, from other countries and you then go to Germany, it's really uh, when you have a bad day, usually your environment knows, yeah, very often. Unless you are trained like I did a certain training with myself a spiritual training how to keep a place inside you where you're honest about how you're feeling that day but when you have to treat people like for example I always gave private sessions all my life then I can't just let it out on my clients and I find that a lot of people in Germany do that nevertheless they let it out on someone else even in their profession 
uh, like the teachers, they let it out on the students or, you know, doctors, physicians let it out on the patients or the, the workers, you know, like the front desk worker or so. Mm-hmm. And I, I liked that I had the chance to hold that space inside me and to give them whatever they needed. And I think I could then nevertheless be honest, you know, with my own moodiness or being down or feeling blue. And actually my clients knew, yeah. They said, oh, are you sad today? And I said, yes, I am. But the session itself nevertheless was good because right. my sadness was has had a space and um, I was not pretending that I'm not sad. You can see it in my face anyway. And a lot of people have that and don't notice that you can actually see it in the face and in the micro expressions, which was uh, researched from the, by the British Dr. Ekman, you know, Dr. Ekman. And um, the micro-expressions you can see too. So you can actually see if somebody pretends to be happy or pretends to be respectful or if it's just a lie. And a lot of people pleaser don't know that. They think everybody buys it and then they wonder why some people don't really open up to them. So the thing is that when you are a people pleaser that you actually benefit from it to a certain extent because you think you can control your environment by being Mm. nice. Or I know because I've done some research Research here, uh, since I'm in America, that in a lot of professions, it's actually wanted from you, especially when it comes to service to a customer, that you're very famous worldwide, that you have a good f- service. Yeah, we're not famous for that in <laughs> Germany because, you know, <laughs> we have then that facial thing going on and nobody buys it. But you're actually trained in a way here that you have to show Uh, an excited face, even though you're not. So I know that because I've watched a few documentaries and I even watched, um, you know, this with the boss, undercover boss, and to understand a little bit more about your culture and society here and how much pressure is on the individual person to be a people pleaser. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think the high side is that you're very good in your service to the customer because you're still very friendly and you're still very excited, even though you're not. The downside is that a lot of those women especially are really totally depleted because there is no space for their own moodiness or for their own negative emotions. And I think from what I really dare to say from my private session experience, which I have for a very long time here in your country too, is that it comes out as a sickness. You know that then they develop certain diseases instead because the energy gets stuck in them or that they um, get very uh, resentful, very frustrated. So until it comes out in a volcano. And I think a lot of women here have the problem that they think when they are not a people pleaser, that they, then they are not lovable. So they have to show a certain maybe kindness and a certain friendliness, even though it might be not appropriate. 
yeah, mm-hmm. to be loved and to be accepted. And um, I think that's very dangerous on a certain level, even though it might serve in the service. But when you can't stop that, when you go home from work, you know, it makes a difference if you have clients to serve, if you're working at McDonald's or in, in a gym or so, you have to deal with clients and then you go home and then you can switch that off. Yeah. Or with your colleagues, you can switch that off. And I get the impression here it's expected or women expect that from themselves yeah. that no, they can't true. switch that off. Yeah. And then it becomes a very suppressed you know, overcompensation. They don't, they then develop feelings of guilt or are afraid that they can be guilty or feel guilty somehow because when they are not a people pleaser, they, they don't show that they care or that they, that doesn't mean that they don't care. Yeah, they think they are not caring enough when they're not a people pleaser. Right. Well, they so th- give themselves what they want or say what they want or be direct. You feel guilty that you've now just upset someone or not been likable. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's really, uh, this is a never ending story then of struggle because when you can't be yourself without feeling guilty or you, when you can't be honest or authentic without feeling guilty, look what they go through every day. There is a really a big conflict, a big disaster, because their body and their mind and their emotions, it, it, it's always tightened up. It's always tightened up. And they often really describe how their jaw is so tight. You know how their head hurts, oh. because they try to think and rethink about the consequences often and often way too much. And what they don't notice then is another thing and I'm now very direct with my words, is that being a people pleaser can also be very manipulative. You know, it looks like I'm that nice person, but on the other side, I might not notice that I build up those resentments towards the people that I want to please, uh, but also that people build up resentment towards me because they never know what's actually going on. And I also have talked to oh, men. Yes. I have talked to men in the sessions, and they are very often. That you're being deceitful because you're yes, one girl fight. What you said, your face is saying something else. So it's like dishonesty. Wow. Never dishonesty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of men that come to the session and also kids, they feel insecure then towards the mother. You know, and she doesn't notice. She thinks she does the right thing, which means to be a good mom. Seems to be, I, I'm, I'm kind and I'm always giving, no matter how much of an asshole my uh, my family is, and they might not deserve my giving right now. <laughs> and I would be actually better off not to give it, you know, because it's always about balance, you know, and this is totally unbalanced. And so they have a lot of disrespect very often towards then the feminine, mm-hmm. towards the mother, towards the, the girlfriend, the, the wife, and also develop a resentment back by being insecure, actually, that they don't know. They just then feel the venting of the woman, but they still don't know what to do about it because 
she is so afraid to tell her children um, what she really feels or, you know, that this goes too far now. This really hurts me. Stop that. You know, and it's unjust. Your behavior is really out of this world. This is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Or towards the husband, you know, I want you to be more present for me or whatever it is. And instead of doing that, she's then going into becoming more deceitful because she she sometimes becomes even more nice and locks herself away from being still connected to her family, to her friends, and becomes very isolated. And those people are also um, very vulnerable when it comes to manipulators that really are manipulators like narcissists and psychopaths because when they have this good girl syndrome, did you ever hear about the good girl syndrome? No, you know, they are. We call it good girl syndrome. That shows that she uh, always is dependent on her environment. You know. Oh, uh huh. You know because what she thinks that her words need to be, you know, put out like, uh, oh, that she's a good girl, that she means it well, and that she doesn't hurt anybody, mm-hmm. and it, this can't work because you can't. And that's where the man- manipulative thing comes in, because you can't control your environment like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, you don't notice that you're actually then too controlling. Mm-hmm. This is one thing. So they are always worried about not being loved when they are in power, when they are honest, when they are strong. Yeah. I love that you associated in power with your honesty and, you know, and that, that there's this unspoken connotation that, oh, that's not acceptable or not yes, attractive yes, or likable. Yes. And they don't test then really what the other one is really capable of, you know. The person they're in the relationship. Yeah, yeah for example, yeah. Because actually that way it also can be a hidden arrogance, you know. I, I don't trust you that you can handle oh. me, yeah. you know. And this is usually not in the conscious mind. Right. You know what I mean? That's yeah. so fascinating. Mm-hmm. So the, so what are the solutions or what some things people can do if, if our listeners are definitely yes. resonating with this? It's a very good question. I would like to offer that they make a checklist. I have a checklist mm. today. Yeah. I like checklist. <laughs> I like checklists. That's like typing personality over here. You know the people pleaser checklist. Yes, yeah. The PPC, yeah, PPCL, people pleaser checklist. So um, see if you always try to justify yourself. Point one. Justify your own actions or other people's actions. Um, both. Okay. But you know both that there is always an explanation and a justification for something that that is uncomfortable or or so-called negative. When you always try to justify your own behavior, let's go with with the own stuff here first. Otherwise, it might be too complicated. Or that you always find excuses or reasonable arguments. That's another thing. Or that you go into submission, being submissive. That's another one. Make sense? 
Mm-hmm. Or self-defense. And that's one, one section which is a little bit alike. The other section that's a little bit different is, see uh, how you become anxious or become a, get a panic attack when you actually have to be assertive. Because very often they have then like a, th- a closed throat or they feel it in their stomach, in their solar plexus, like tightening up everything when they have to become actually assertive and then they avoid to be that. Mm-hmm. So watch that and then you can make a new, a new agreement with yourself. And the new agreement could be something like... I can handle uncomfortable feelings. You know, you tell that yourself. I can handle that. Because the people pleaser, they have a problem with uncomfortable or disharmonious situations. And they think the world is on their shoulders. And they have to, to always try to, harmon- to create harmony or avoid arguments. Make sense? Yes. So this is very important, not just with assertiveness, but also with setting boundaries. Like when they notice that a behavior is actually unacceptable, you know, from their children, from their friends, from their boss, from their partner, that they dare to take their fear with them. Oh, it can be that they need to say, oh my God, I can really feel my fear right now. But I can handle it. I can handle this uncomfortable feeling. And that they then go against their programming, which is they don't take on the guilt so easily, which most people that are trying to be the good girl, you know, do. That they can start to speak up in I sentences. You know, they don't have to accuse the other one, but they can nevertheless, they can say, that makes me feel like I'm not hurt or I I feel like I have to, I I need more space here or I feel like I need more time or I said yes, even though I actually thought I I need to say no. That they talk, they, they express the truth in form of I sentences. Because what they all have in common is they say yes without thinking about it. And that's another thing for the checklist. Check if you say yes and you mean it. Because when you don't mean it, it's a no. And then practice saying no. I love that. Thank you so much. I I wrote that all down. So I I hope our listeners did too. You're welcome. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed the show. If you want to find out more or if you have a question, please don't hesitate to contact us. The email address is info at willowforyou.com. That's I-N-F-O at W-I-L-L-O-W, the number four and the letter U.com. You can also visit the webpage willowforyou.com as well. Until next time. The show was produced by Polly Harrison. Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll join us next time when we talk about health, healing, and happiness.